Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Come on, somebody, give him some praises. Come on, that's it, give him some praises. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We don't take any for ourselves, but we give it all to you, Lord. We don't ration it out, Lord, but we give it all to you. We give you all the glory. Come on, somebody. Had not it been for you, we would not be here today. So we give you all the glory. It is you that have kept us, Lord. When we didn't feel like we could make it, Lord, you kept us, so we give you the glory. When we were confused and bewildered, Lord, we give you kept us, so we give you the glory. When we were worn out and felt like we could not put the foot next foot again before the next foot in front of the others, you kept us, so we give you all the glory. We give you the glory, Lord. We give you the glory. Come on, somebody shout, we give you the glory, Lord. It's not been because of my contacts. I haven't made it because of my intellect, but simply because of you being in my life and on my side. I give you the glory right now, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. There's nothing wrong with giving God the glory. There's nothing wrong with giving God the praise. In fact, we were created to glorify God. Everything God does for us, he want to have the glory. He said, I will not share my glory with another. So we're not going to fight with that. We give him the glory. Said Osaha. We give him the glory, 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 we give him the glory. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody say we give you the glory, Lord. That's not something that we ought to fight with. That's not something that we ought to struggle with. We have sense enough to know that had not it been for the Lord on our side, we would not be here today. But because of his goodness and because of his mercy, we are here. So we give him the glory. We give him the honor. We give him the praise. You know what it means to give God the glory? It simply means, God, I give you the bragging rights. You have the bragging right. I have nothing to boast about. I have nothing to brag about except the fact that I have life. We give you the glory, Lord. We honor you, Lord. We bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Gloria Bashara de Dios. Hallelujah, Jesus. If we don't do anything else today but give God glory, that's all right. There are times that God wants to look down upon our lives and see how we feel about what He's doing in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody say, Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. During this holiday season where everybody is preparing to receive something from somebody, you ought to reposition yourself and become a giver. Give God some glory. The Bible said, more blessed to give than to receive. God, I've been receiving from you all year long, but right now I want to stop and give you the glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We bless your name, Jesus. We honor you. And we thank God. Amen. For your grace and your mercy. God bless you. Thank God. You may be seated if you can. Hallelujah, Lord. We bless God on this morning for um, this holiday season. We bless God for allowing us to come to this time once again. We, as I said earlier, many of us have been scurrying around, um, trying to get things prepared for the holiday season, and that's great. That's good. But because of who he is in our lives, we don't want to forget what he has done for us. I don't even have to go through this part of the dialogue, but it's real reality that many of those that were with us last year this time are not with us now. And it has become more real now than ever. So many that started out last year with us have not made it. But as Brother Sean said earlier, millions didn't make it, but I'm glad I'm one of the ones who what did. And it's simply because of his grace and his mercy. So we thank God for that as we go into the service on this morning. We want to thank God for those of you that are here. Amen. Thought it not robbery. Amen. To abandon your Christmas shopping and Christmas scurrying and um, be in service physically with us today. We thank God for you. As well as those of you that are online with us on this morning, we certainly thank God for you. You've been a staple in the ministry here at our Father's house, and we don't ever want to forget to thank you for being a part of the services here. 
God has certainly been good to us, and I want to encourage us. First of all, I want to say happy holidays to those of you that are here as well as those of you that are on the line. Not just happy holidays, but safe holidays. Amen. I know for a fact I'm in my 70s. I won't tell you how far, but I'm in my 70s. And um, I know for a fact that during this time of the year, many things happen. Many, many things happen. You can enter into December with a whole lot of enthusiasm and a whole lot of vibrance and a whole lot of vigor. And before you reach the middle of December, somebody's gone. Somebody's out shopping for somebody else. And during that time, they're taken out. I was reading the news on yesterday, two young men was shot and killed right up the street here, right, right, right around the corner. Not around this corner, but not far from here. No doubt they were at some point looking forward to Christmas. Amen. And that's just uh, an example of many of the things that are happening among us. But we certainly want to Always thank God for keeping us. Thank God for covering us. And I want to encourage you that as you're out doing your Christmas biddings and Christmas things, be safe, be careful. Everybody out there is not in the same frame of mind that you are in. So this time of the year, you have to look out for yourself and for others. Amen. So by all means, make sure that you're safe as you're out there. There are so many scams that's uh, um, out there um, to take advantage of the vulnerable. Um, and this is the time of the year that many of us are vulnerable because we have, we want to spend and we want to do whatever. And believe you me, the enemy knows how to give folk wisdom, how to scam the most intellectuals. Amen. So be careful while you're out there. Be careful while you're shopping. Be careful while you're doing whatever. And, 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 and I would say this because I cannot even say uh, uh, rely on your sharp intellect. Ask God to direct you. Come on, ask God to direct. Ask God to give you wisdom. Come on, as you're out there doing whatever. And I pray for the covering over God's people, those of you that are online, as well as those of you that are here in the sanctuary. Um, before I go into the message on today, um, I, I want to um, share with you that next week, Sunday, we will be broadcasting virtually. We will not be in the sanctuary next Sunday because it's going to be the day after Christmas. And uh, um, many folk are already gone to spend time with their families or whatever. And uh, um, during that time, many family members are going to be there. So we elected to um, do service virtually next week. So uh, um, you that are here in the sanctuary, let's, be, let's get together, but let's do it online. Okay? Amen. It's right at our Facebook page. Amen. You could tune into our services next week as well as those of you that are online. You know that. Just be with us next Sunday morning and let's hear what the Lord has to say. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Now I want to see the hands of those of you that are excited about Jesus. Amen. I know we got some folk that's excited about what's under the Christmas tree or what somebody is planning to give you. But how many of you are excited if you don't get anything from anybody, you're just excited about Jesus? Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, put those hands together and tell the Lord thank you. Praise the Lord. Father, we bless you on this morning. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your divine presence. You spoke to us earlier this year and talked to us about the power of your presence. So, Father, today we thank you for the power of your presence. Your presence overrides. Your presence defeats. Your presence subdues. And, Father, we thank you right now that we are in your presence. Your word said in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. Regardless of what's going on, regardless of the hardships, God, in your presence, there's fullness of joy. So right now, Father, we enjoy, embrace the joy of being in the bandirio, of being in your presence. We dismiss every thought right now that is contrary to your grace and that is contrary to your will. We dismiss it right now. We dismiss every emotion. Right now, God, that is not in alignment with your will. And we challenge ourselves right now to embrace your presence. We thank you for it today, Lord. We thank you for your word that we are trusting you to deliver to us today. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts words, God, that will help us to continue throughout this year and on into the next. Speak to us words, God, that will help us to glorify you, to honor you, bring you praise and glory. Speak to our hearts word that will give us directions. You said, Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. So we settle ourselves right now to hear from you. Our ears are opened. Our hearts are attuned to hear from you. Speak, Lord. Thy servants heareth. We thank you for our God. We commit this service into your hands right now. For in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Look at somebody, if you will. Look at him and say, it's so good to see you this morning. Hallelujah, Lord. It's good to see you guys. Jermaine and I always get that. Nakisha, Lakisha, or something like that. Good to see you guys. Amen. Good to see you all. Good to see you all. Y'all get me in trouble when I start trying to remember names, but it's good. I see faces. Good to see your faces. All right. Is that okay? Amen. Praise God. We thank God for you being here today, and as well as we thank God for our online audience. I want to share a word with you on this morning that um, I feel that God has placed in my heart. I struggled all week long. Amen. Trying to hear from the Lord. And that's, you know, sometimes it happens. And I won't say to you from one Sunday to the next, I already know what I'm going to speak. Amen. Because I'm not that smart. But I 
trust God that he speaks to me the words that we need, not the words that I know, but the words that we need. And I struggled uh, uh, throughout this week. I kept telling my wife, Carly, and I just don't feel it. I don't feel uh, the inspiration. You, you, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you don't feel you don't feel the same inspiration that you feel at other times. But you know what? One thing I've learned that I can't go by feelings. God is still God. God is still God. And one thing that I say oftentimes, God, we are your people. We're in your house. So you have your way. It's not about me, but it's about God and his people and what he wants to say. So I believe that the Lord spoke to my heart as we came down to the end of this week. And I wanted to share that word with you on today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Romans, the eighth chapter, the fifth verse, as well as Galatians, the fifth chapter, and the 16th and the 17th verse. Now, I'll tell you right now, I don't have a Christmas message for you. Amen. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. All right. Amen. That's your Christmas message now. But I want to share with you what I feel that the Lord is saying to us. Romans, the eighth chapter. Let's start in Romans, the eighth chapter. And um, the fifth verse. And it says this, for they that are after the flesh or they that walk after the flesh, or they that entertain the desires and seek to satisfy the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh, okay? But they that are what? After the spirit, the things of the spirit. I want you to see the contrast here as we go into this message on today. First of all, we are seeing a highlight of uh, the flesh activities or the fleshly desires and uh, the spirit. They that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. The sixth verse says... For to be carnally minded or to be fleshy minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind or the fleshy mind, you can interchange that right there, carnal mind or fleshy mind, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Uh, uh, let's go to Galatians. Galatians, the fifth chapter. And the 16th verse. This I say then, walk in the spirit, 
and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh or the desires of the flesh or the cravings of the flesh or the passions of the flesh. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill those things. <laughs> Look at that next verse says, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these things are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that you would. I, I want to talk to us just a few minutes concerning this particular message, walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit. But if you'll note on the screen there, uh, um, beneath walking in the spirit, I put in caption, the struggle within. <laughs> okay. Okay. Many times when we talk about walking in the spirit, uh, we are basically uh, uh, um, trying to identify a way of life that will always just keep us on course. Okay. Walk in the spirit, child. Just, just walk in the spirit. Just, just, just let the spirit lead you. Okay. And that's fine. But I want you to understand now the dark side of that is the struggle that you have on the inside. Walking in the spirit is not automatic to having the spirit of God in you. Walking in the spirit requires sometimes a struggle. I've got to challenge myself to walk in the spirit. Now, we've spent a lot of time this year as I've looked over this 2020, 2021 year. And we have spent a lot of time talking about the Holy Spirit. In fact, in our Bible study, as Sean was alluding to earlier, in our Bible studies, we've shared, we've been pretty much six months or more, amen, talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. We've also talked about purpose, God's divine purpose bearing the image of God. We've talked about the journey moving forward together, understanding that this is not a one-off, but it's a journey that we are on. We, we've talked about uh, uh, manifesting the character. Pastor Carlene last week talked so very, very powerfully concerning character that we are to manifest during this journey. Okay. Uh, uh, um, and, and then we've talked about the revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and all of these uh, truths are so very important to our walk with God. And, and I always want to challenge you, amen, that never abandon one truth when another truth comes. Okay. Just because you are getting a fresh word today, don't abandon the word that you had last week. Because I found out that all truth interrelates. 
to comprise the entire will of God. So don't abandon what we've heard all year long. They are necessary and essential in our walk with God. And I would choose to believe that all of us want a walk with God that would be pleasing to him. I, I believe that uh, you'll have to prove me wrong before I change my mind. I believe uh, that all of us really down in our hearts uh, want to please God. But the reality of that statement is uh, you don't just please God by wanting to please him. I found out in my own life, uh, the very time that I decide and I make a determination, God, for God, I live and for God, I die. That's when I encounter the most difficult challenges in my walk. And I have to make a decision. You see, you have to make a decision on your decision. What do you mean, Bishop? I make a decision that I want to serve God, and that's good. But now I have to make a decision in the midst of the situation whether or not I'm going to push past my feelings, my emotions, and what's coming against me. I have to make a decision, and my walk with God is based on the decisions I make inside of every situation. Hmm. We all want to enjoy all of the benefits of the salvation experience. We want to enjoy those benefits. We want all of the floating in the clouds. We want all of the glory, glories. We want all of those. But let me share something with you. First of all, we need to understand what the salvation experience is. Okay. The salvation experience is not a one-time encounter with God. Let me let me let me uh, uh, cancel that out right now. If I were to ask those of you that are here that have been born again and ask you about your salvation experience, you tell uh, I, the preacher preached a message and I became convicted and I went to the altar and I yielded my life over to God. Okay. But let me show you something. The born-again experience is nothing more than the interest into the salvation experience. Come on. The salvation experience is my continual journey. After I have been born again. Come on. My salvation experience is my everyday walk. It's how I deal with life. How I deal with folk, how I deal with my emotions, and how I deal with the struggles that are within, that is how I identify, how I identify my salvation experience. We'll get saved, and a lot of folk, I, I challenge you now, oh, yes, I know I'm saved. I remember the very day. I, oh, yes, that's good, but what's going on in your salvation experience today? And I want to challenge you, ask yourself, uh, how is your salvation experience now? 
What do your salvation experience look like now? Oh, yes, I can remember what it looked like uh, the day that I got saved. I remember going to the church, and, and I remember the challenges that I had on the inside. I remember hearing a word. I remember going to the altar. I remember crying out before the Lord. I remember God slaying me. I remember these things happening in my life, and, and I knew at that point I was saved. Come on. But that was not the totality of my salvation experience. That was my born again experience. But I learned later on that after I got up from the altar and reintroduced myself to the world, It wasn't as easy as it was when I was on the floor. Come on. I had to make some decisions. I knew I was saved. <laughs> I'll never forget <laughs> after being saved. And, and uh, um, I was in the military at the time. I was actually home uh, uh, on leave. And uh, was in the military and got saved. And the ne very next day, some of my friends, one of one particular of my friends, uh, was in the military too. And he came home the same time that I did. And uh, we talked. So I went to spend some time with him that evening after being saved. Now I knew that I was saved. And I, I knew that I was saved. But after being standing and you know talking with my friend, he pulled out a cigarette, lit it, and began to smoke. I said, give me one. I pulled it out and began to smoke. After a while, I said, didn't you just get saved last night? Now, I'm not going into the doctrine of that. But I want you to see the challenges now. Come on. Not only that, shortly after that, I left America and went to Germany for my next tour of duty. <laughs> Burning down on the inside. God, I, I love you. God, I, I honor you. God, I want to please you. But I discovered that during that period of time, there were some bumps. Anybody ever experienced some bumps after your salvation experience? I began to identify that there were some things on the inside of me that was not really ready to just yield and give up. And I had to fight. I had to war against some feelings. I had to war against some things that were going on in my mind. Come on. So I understood now that I was still involved in the salvation experience and I had to learn how to tap into all of those benefits that the salvation experience brought me. Come on. So now it's not a one-time encounter when I'm born again, but it's how I interact every day. I want you to take some time and look at your everyday movement when you're at work 
when you're at home dealing with your spouse or your children, when you're in the store, there are times that I have to really, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I have to really catch myself. Now I'm, I'm elderly. And sometimes you get in the store, you get in the line, and first of all, the line long. And then you get in the line, and then there's an elderly person, usually a female. <laughs> That's up there trying to, you, you, you know, trying to pull. Anybody ever been there? And you say, okay, God, I, I praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And, and, and all of a sudden, you start experiencing some emotions down there. Why don't they, why didn't they get that together before they got up there? Come on. Come on. That's a struggle. See, because anytime I'm involved in a situation where I'm struggling whether to follow my flesh emotions or follow the spirit, I have to make a decision. And I found myself that I said, listen, sometimes you let me show you, sometimes you have to talk to yourself. And to find myself, I said, listen, listen, what's your rush? Come on. What's your rush? What's going to uh, 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 disintegrate during this few minutes that you have to wait? What if that was you up there and somebody was behind you being impatient? Oh, man. Oh, Lord. Come on. That's character. But let me show you something. Character is not something that just jumps on you and comes out. Character is a decision that you have to make in the midst of the situation. So when we look at the salvation experience, I want us to understand something. It's my life. It's my everyday walk. We all want victorious living. Come on. We all want uh, the abundant life. We all want the power of God working in us, with us, and through us. We, 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 we all want that. We all want to be able to say, God, do this, and it happened. Come on. Come on. We all want that. We all want uh, our needs met. Whenever these needs come, we all want God to zoop down and deal with those needs that are before us. We all want that. We all want to please God. And we all categorize that under the caption of amen, the salvation experience. But let me share something with you on today as we take a turn here. The key to me walking in and embracing and enjoying that is walking in the spirit. Come on. See, I cannot enjoy all of these spiritual things 
unless I learn how to walk in the spirit. I can't live in the flesh or live to satisfy my flesh or cater to my flesh and at the same time walk in the spirit. Come on. I have to make a conscious decision. And I would say every day, but let me, I need to reduce that a little bit more. Every situation. I have to make a conscious decision. God bless you. I have to make a conscious decision to follow the dictates and the leading of the Holy Spirit. We've all heard at some point in our lives, we've all heard about the analogy of having a demon on one shoulder and an angel on the other. You've heard about that and you're dealing with situations and, and you're hearing the, the demon say, do that. And then the angel telling you, do that. And we, we, we've all you know, heard about that. And in reality, all of us have experienced that at some point or another in our lives. We encounter a situation and we hear that voice over here said, tell them off. A voice says, you don't have to take that. And then on the other, other side, you hear a voice said, just hold your peace. Just, 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 just swallow it. And we're locked in the middle trying to make a decision, should I or shouldn't I? That's the struggle that every one of us experience in our walk with God. And that reaction or that response is not automatic. That response is contingent upon what I decide in my heart at that particular time. Come on. I can have the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, and I'm not going to go through the doctrine of all of that, but let me just share something with you. When I was born again, I received the Spirit of God on the inside of me. Okay, the Bible said, he that hath not the Spirit of God is none of his. So when I was born again, I received the Spirit of God into my life. But it came into my life not just to give me these euphoric feelings and these feelings of, 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 of ecstasy or whatever. But when the Holy Spirit came, he came in my life with a mission to direct, to guide. And to empower me. The Holy Spirit came into my life. Already conscious of the disposition of your flesh. He was not intimidated by your mindset. Or your mentality. Or your past experience. Well I did that because you don't realize what I've been going through. You don't realize my past. And we associate everything on what we were going through. And what's happening. The Holy Spirit understands all of that. But it still comes in with a mission from God to lead and guide you into what? All truth. That all truth is not intellectual. That all truth is what I manifest inside of my walk with God every day. And it's not going to happen until I learn how to walk. In the spirit. My flesh. Look at your neighbor and say, my flesh. I don't care how spiritual you are, you still have flesh. Come on. My flesh 
will always seek to accommodate flesh. Any of you ever been on a fast and you know you're before the Lord and you're talking to the Lord and in the middle of the fast your flesh tell you come on let, let, let's be can we be real because until we be real we're not going to walk into the fullness of what God has for our lives you could be praying you could be on your knees talking to the Lord and the children could be in the other room making noise in your flesh. And it's your flesh. Look at your neighbor and say, my flesh. Your flesh will always seek to pacify and accommodate your flesh. And until we learn how to tap into that supernatural power that we have on the inside, our flesh will always be the one that is guiding and dictating. And let me share something with you. If you look in your own individual life, even right now, you could see how many times throughout the day your flesh won over your spirit, over the spirit of God. Come on. We're talking about walking in the spirit, the struggle that's within. Oh, how I would long to be able to wake up in the morning and say, God, I'm going to please you today. And be able to wake up in the morning and just walk through the roses. Yes, God, I do that. 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 My wife say something I don't like. Oh, God bless you. I love you. Come on. Somebody on the road cut me off. God bless you. Have a blessed day. Oh, how I would long to be able to do that. But the truth of the matter is, is that consistently throughout the day, there's a struggle down on the inside. when my flesh is telling me, wow, child, you, you put them in their place. Don't take that. You don't have to do that. God don't want you to be a fool. Come on. And my flesh is all. Let me share something with you. I tell folk this all the time. Your flesh is never bashful as it relates to suggesting to you how to react in a situation. It's never bashful. He's always there telling you before you could even, sometime before you, you could even think, it's not the Holy Spirit, before you could even think, the flesh will already tell you, this is what you do. That's what you do. The Bible tells us in Romans, the eighth chapter, said, they that are after the flesh, what? Do mind the things of the flesh. They that live a life to accommodate and pacify and satisfy the flesh, that's all your mind is on. How can I make this flesh feel better? I don't want anybody to make me look bad. Yeah, you, you, you know how some folks look like they're taking, getting an advantage over you. And you, no, I, 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 I can't let them get an advantage over me. I'm not going to let you make me look bad, especially in the company of folk that I have already earned. You, you, you know, I, I, I'm not going to let you look, make me look bad. Flesh fights. For flesh. 
the Holy Spirit fights for God. If you say you want to please God, if you say you want to enjoy the benefits of the salvation experience, let me remind you of Zechariah, the fourth chapter and the sixth verse. It says, not by power, nor by might, but what? By my spirit, said the Lord. Every situation is an opportunity for me to glorify God. But it's not going to come by my might, not going to come by my power. It's going to come by me surrendering and yielding to the Holy Spirit that is within me. The Bible tells us in Galatians, the fifth chapter, and I'm almost through. Galatians, the fifth chapter and the 16th verse. If you can put it back up on the screen for me. Galatians 5, 16. I want to read that back before you. 16th and 17th verse says, This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall what? Not fulfill the lusts, the desires, the passions of the flesh. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill. That tells me somehow mixed up in that. If I don't walk in the spirit, come on, I'm going to find myself more often than not satisfying the desires of my flesh. Okay, look at the next verse says, for the flesh lusteth or warreth against the spirit. That's the struggle within. I don't care how much spirit you got. I don't care. You can stand up and speak in tongues for a whole hour. After you speak in tongues, you still have to make a decision whether or not you're going to follow the dictates of the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues does not give you a pass inside of situations. You still have to make a decision whether or not I'm going to obey the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Look at what it says here now. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are what? Contrary the one to the other. I have the spirit of God in me, but my flesh, more often than not, is operating and trying to operate in the manners that are contrary to what the spirit of God is dictating to me. Now I want to do something. I, I want to read that scripture from a, a, a new application Bible, New Application Bible. I want to read this. And I want you to listen at what it says here. It says, I advise you to obey only the Holy Spirit's instructions. He will tell you where to go and what to do. And then you won't always be doing the wrong things you're flesh wants you to do <laughs> for we naturally love to do evil things that are just the opposite 
from the things that the Holy Spirit tells us to do. And the good things we want to do when the Spirit has his way with us are just the opposite of the fleshy desires. These two forces within us are constantly fighting each other to win control over us and our wishes are never free from their presence. Listen. These two forces are always, and I'm talking about the struggle within. These two forces are always present in us. And let me share something with you. If we don't learn, let me tell you, let me let me document this in here. We must learn how to walk in the spirit. If we don't learn how to walk in the spirit, we will fall victims to the desires of our flesh. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how many messages you've been preaching. I don't care how much you can pray. If we don't learn how to walk in the spirit, we will fall victims to the desires of our flesh. And we need to look at ourselves and I say, how often in my life do I fall victim to the desires of my flesh? The Holy Spirit is always on. The Holy Spirit is always available. And the Holy Spirit is always ready to work. The question is not the availability of the Holy Spirit or whether or not he knows. The Holy Spirit knows. He knows you. He knows God. And he knows the circumstance that you're in. He knows. <laughs> the question is whether or not you're going to trust the Holy Spirit to follow him when we leave. Let me share something with you. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will lead you in directions that's not really favorable to your flesh. Come on. How many times you find yourself inside a situation that your flesh just want to do something and the Holy Spirit said, no, no, Holy Spirit said, take it. And your flesh said, no, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Holy Spirit said, forgive them. You know they've done you wrong. And this ain't the first time. It ain't the second time. It ain't the third time. But the Holy Spirit said, forgive them. Your flesh, wait a minute. One time was all right. Two times is enough, but three times? Mm -mm. Come on. But we must learn that when the Holy Spirit speaks, he knows what God wants out of your life at that particular time. And if you were to really embrace the reality of your confession that said, I want to please God. When the Holy Spirit speaks, even though it's contrary to what you feel and what your emotions are saying, if you really want to please God, then it's all right, God. Nevertheless, not my will, but, 
but thy will be done. The problem is, is too often we just want to make this flesh feel good. Come on. Ain't gonna let nobody take advantage of me. If I let you buy one time, you're gonna do it again. If I, if I let you go, if I let you off this time, you're gonna do it again. I got to, I got to put you in your place. How many times Jesus had the opportunity to put folk in their place? They were whipping him. They were spitting on him. They were mocking him. Say that you are the son of God. Look at you now. Jesus looked up and said, thou sayest. The song said he could have called 10,000 angels at any point, come on, to annihilate those folk that were ridiculing him. In fact, <laughs> he could have spoke a word when they spat on him and the person that spat on him, mouth could have rotted in front of him. He could have, you know. But Jesus said earlier, he said, my meat and my drink is to what? Do the will of my father. I exist for no other reason than to do the will of my father. I came here to please the father and the spirit of God is leading me and directing me in my every movement as it relates to what I do. So regardless of how I feel, sure, these pains hurt me. Sure, it bothers me when the very one that I'm ministering to is ridiculing me and talking about me. Sure, my feelings are, 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 are hurt, but the will and the purpose of God supersedes that. Come on. And I'm not going to follow my feelings. Look at your neighbor and say, don't follow your feelings. What we must do is learn how to sensitize our ears to the Holy Spirit when he speaks. Because he speaks. Come on. The Holy Spirit is not mute. He's not dumb, and I say dumb in the sense of cannot talk. The Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks. Let me emphasize that the Holy Spirit speaks. Jesus said when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to testify of me. Whatever a man is my will inside of a situation, the Holy Spirit will let you know that. Come on. He will speak to you the will of God. He'll speak to you the plan of God. He'll speak to you the how-tos of God, how to carry out that plan. He, and not only that, he will empower you to do that. Come on. But we have to learn how to sensitize our ears to hear him when we speak. We're so attuned to our flesh 
that when the Holy Spirit speaks, we are with some death. Sometimes it's a loose head devil. Come on. Loose, loose, loose head devil, loose. And the Holy Spirit trying to tell you, no, because we are so attached to our flesh. But we have to learn how to sensitize ourselves to the speaking and whatever God speaks. And one of the ways that we do that is spending time in the word of God, spending time nurturing and developing a relationship with God. It's not something that's going to come overnight. The minute that you're saved, you're just going to leave and walk in the spirit. No, you've got to learn how to spend time with God, learn the will and the purpose and the plan of God. Because when the Holy Spirit speaks, he's going to speak to you what's inside of the confines of this Bible. And if I don't know the Bible, if I don't know what God says, when the Holy Spirit speaks, I don't know if that's God or not. Because I've been so used to following my flesh, and I've been so used to following, amen, the status quo that society has established as right. Come on. I will. Well, you know, they say what they say. Come on. They say this. I don't care what they say, but if it's contrary to this, what they say don't matter. You got to spend some time in this. You, let me share this with you. You will never effectively walk in the spirit if you don't learn how to spend some time in this. Come on. Spending time in your word is not when I get to church and the preacher preach, open my Bible, and most of you don't even hear Bibles no more. Opening the app on my phone is more than that. The Bible spoke in the book of Acts concerning the Berean church that after Paul preached, and Paul was considered one of the most pronounced preachers of his day, uh, teachers. And the Bible said that after Paul preached to the Berean church, amen, they went home and they opened their Bibles. Where was Paul today? Paul was talking about this on today. Let me see. He was talking about uh, uh, um, John 15, I am the vine and my father's the husbandman. Let me see what that really, what the word really said. What they did, they went home and spent time in the word. Sure, we're coming to the end of this year and we want all of the good things that 2022 have for us. But let me share something with you. Nothing will come automatically except you learn how to spend time in the word and learn how to walk in the spirit. I would love to be able to give a declaration that everybody this year, everything that you've been looking for this year, God's going to do it for you in 2022. I would love to be able to say that all of the struggles that you are having right now, when you enter into 2022, God said they're over. It sounds good, but the only way that I'm going to overcome these struggles on the inside is by tapping in to the power of God that's on the inside that overrides and overpowers the powers of my flesh. So I've got to learn how to 
walk in the spirit. If I yield to the flesh, then my flesh will control my actions. You heard the saying said, who you feed the most always become the strongest. That's not just a saying. You got two children in your house. Come on. And the one that you feed the most will grow up to be the strongest. Come on. I got these two factions in me, the spirit and the flesh. If I live a life, Elena, you, you're trying to figure that out? That's okay. If I live a life, if I live a life that's always designed to satisfy my flesh, come on. Whatever my flesh wants, I'm going to give it to it. I'm going to go against what God says and satisfy my flesh. Believe you me, if I do that, my flesh will begin to control. Yes, See, see, what you don't realize is if I feed my flesh, my flesh becomes the monster that destroys me. Come on. But if I learn how to feed my spirit man, if I learn how to follow, even when I don't feel like it, follow the spirit. Even when it doesn't make sense to me, the Bible said he tell take the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Even when it don't make sense to me, but I know it's God and I know that's what the word said, I'm going to follow it. When I learn how to follow the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God in me makes strong. We, we talk about stretch out in me, Jesus. The only way he's going to stretch out in you is you learn how to feed him. And I feed him by yielding to him. So now when I talk about walking in the spirit, walking in the spirit is simply obeying the Holy Spirit when he speaks. And when he, It's not nothing fancy, nothing mystical. Walking in the spirit is obeying the Holy Spirit when he speaks, when he leads. Yielding to the Holy Spirit, trusting the Holy Spirit that he knows more than you do. Trusting that the Holy Spirit can see next month while you're looking at right now. Come on. So when we talk about walking in the Spirit, it's not something that's automatic. It's a struggle. It's a behind. It's a struggle within. Hmm. But the way that I come out victorious in this struggle is learning how to what? Walk in the spirit or obey the Holy Spirit when he speaks to me. He speaks. Look at your neighbor and say, he speaks. Look at him say, he speaks. And if I don't learn how to hear him, 
and obey him, he can speak, 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 speak. And I'm still, you, 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 know, you know what it's almost like? It's almost like, you remember the saying that came out about two years ago, speak to the hand? <laughs> it's almost like what we're telling, speak to the hand, because this is what I'm going to do here. You speak to the hand. And we wonder why we find ourselves so much struggling in our lives. Struggling. Some of you struggled before you got here this morning. Should I get up this morning? Should I go to church? Should I do this? The reason why we struggle so much is because we have allowed this flesh to live and thrive too long. You got to learn how to deny this flesh. We got to learn how to challenge this flesh. You can have what you want. You don't give your child everything they want. Come on. If you give your child everything that they want, you're creating a monster. How many of us have created monsters by giving our children everything they want? When they won't. And we'll look back and say, oh, Lord, if I could do it over again. If you give your flesh everything it wants, when it wants it, you're creating a monster. But the Bible said we can, through the spirit, mortify the deeds of this flesh by learning how to what? Walk in the spirit it's a struggle i'll never tell you it's not a struggle i had struggles this week come on i don't care how long you've been saved as long as you're in this flesh you're gonna have struggles but let me share something with you just because you have struggles does not mean that you have to give over to the struggle i have the power of god in me to honor god in every situation, every circumstance, I find myself in. I just got to learn how to obey, trust, and yield to the Holy Spirit that's on the inside. Stand to your feet, everyone. Merry Christmas. Hallelujah, Jesus. If there's any word that I can leave with you during this holiday season is that regardless of what you're doing throughout this season, walk in the Spirit. Don't get so caught up in what you are doing that you abandon the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You can get on the road going someplace and the Holy Spirit will tell you, go this direction. Come on. Come on. If I don't learn now how to follow the Spirit, oh, well, now I know this way. This is, this is the way I always go. This is, and the Holy Spirit already see what's up there. And he tells you, see, because I want you to see the simplicity uh, of walking in and following the Holy Spirit. It's just seemingly simple things that the Holy Spirit guides us 
So even as you're out this season, take some time to yield your lives over to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you lead me. Even as it relates to what I need to buy, God, Holy Spirit, you lead me. You got me. You know what they need. I know what I want them to have, but you know what they need. Oh, Bishop, you're getting super spiritual now. If I'm going to be a child of God, I want to be spiritual. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to him, if you will. I want to pray. Those of you that are online. Hallelujah. I want to pray on today. This message is burning in my spirit and even more so now as I've preached it than when I was getting it together because if there ever was a time that we need to learn how to follow the spirit now is the time Father I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you God will help us to challenge our flesh. You said when you were gathering your disciples together, you said if any man is to follow you, you got to deny himself. Father, I pray right now, in the name of Jesus, that every one of us that's here today and those that are online that are listening, that we will all accept the challenge to resist this flesh and follow your spirit. Knowing God that the spirit knows what the flesh needs. The spirit knows what the flesh needs, when it needs it, and how much of it it needs. Oh God, teach us, Lord, how to obey you. Teach us your word. Put that passion down on the inside of us that we will spend time in your word. Oh God, oh God, not just when we come to church, but God will be your home. We'll never grow any larger than the quality of the word that we have on the inside. You spoke to Peter and said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that we grow. See, your word is what helps us to grow. Help us, Lord, as we go out of this year, 2021, and enter into 2022. Help us, Lord, to make the word a very vital focal point in our lives. 
We don't understand the Holy Spirit unless we read it in the Word. You directed Jesus in John 13 through 17 to teach us about the Holy Spirit. But if I don't read it, I don't even understand his significance in my life. Help us, Lord. Somebody say, help us, Lord. We want to please you, Lord. We want to honor you. We want our steps, Lord, to be ordered by you. But if you don't know what you want when you order it, we don't know if it's you or something else. Strengthen us with might by your spirit in our inner man, Lord. We surrender right now. Somebody just lift your hands and say, we surrender. I surrender right now. We surrender right now to you, Holy Spirit. We surrender. Have your way in our lives. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.